pastor, a poet, and a community builder start a text thread. This may seem like the start of a bad joke, and in some ways it might be, but instead what happened was the formation of an idea. How do we, especially as people of faith, have conversations on hard topics? What does it look like when we disagree? Or worse yet, when we are wrong? As we kept talking, we thought this could be helpful to show an open and honest look at how these discussions happen, what to do when contention arises, and how to keep looking at the world through the lens of the gospel. Welcome to Everyday Elephants, where we talk about the big things in the room. Phil, Ted, we're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. We're all surprised. Look at us. Look at us now. Welcome to Everyday Elephants. It's good to be here with you guys. It's, you know, it's it's funny that when this all came about, it was because Tanner and I had a podcast that was much more just, hey, what if we recorded today and we decided to rank the best sauces and having Phil on there, we said, hey, that's fun. And that's how this all kind of started was like, hey, let's do that. So, you know, we should probably start by letting people know who we are. And so I'm Ted. I'm a pastor of a a church that is uh, newer. It's about six years old. I've written a few books. I'm learning what it means to be a, a husband and a homeowner, which is kind of the worst sometimes. But what being a homeowner or being a husband, be very careful with your oh, words right now. Oh, good call. Be very careful with your words. Homeowner. A homeowner. Homeowner. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, when you forget you're to, welcome uh, by the way put, that we helped you with that and that would have been really bad I, i'm pretty sure that was pretty clear which one it was but yeah hey but as as we will find out as we will find out in this podcast you have to be more clear you'll that's have true. to be more clear if history holds to my previous podcast experiences uh we're pretty safe on <laughs> if my wife listens to this or not but yes yeah, so that's what i do i'm you know having a good time doing it and I'm excited to see where we can go and, and have some conversations about some hard things. Awesome. I'm Phil. Uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. It's fun. Uh, I'm married to Kyrie. We've been married almost 10 years. Wow. We're almost there. Not as experts like you, Ted and Chelsea. Get to 11 and a half and then talk to me. Exactly. We have a little boy, three years old, two fur babies, um, dogs, and living our best life. Uh, I work for an organization called PLI Leadership. It's cool. Uh, partner alongside different Christian churches and nonprofits all around the world, and it's awesome. But uh, I don't know. The, the, excited to be a part of this too. I felt like there's maybe an opportunity to do a podcast because everyone's getting canceled these days, and uh, you know, I just wanted the experience. Just wanted the experience. A to get canceled, <laughs> but B like. Everyone else is going down, so it's now is my time with you all to rise. So here we are. That's that's it. Everyone else is being canceled. Here's our opportunity to fill that gap. Hey, you got it. You got to go after it. Do you ever think about? Do you ever think about getting canceled? And do you ever think like it's just like a weird thing that the world is like? Just we're just gonna start canceling people. I think. I think it's hilarious that we think it's new. Like that's. That's what's funny to me is everyone's like, oh my God, cancel culture. But like, it's it's not new. We just do it on the internet now. Yeah, some people used to be crucified and now people are just like, you just don't, you don't hire them from <laughs> conferences. Like that's like the difference, right? Because now that the internet is, now that the internet is everywhere, people are just like. Tanner, that, that, that's a very deep Jesus juke at this time of the morning. That's, that's, 
early enough it. to have it. Anyways, I'm Tanner Olson. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, just down the road from Phil, uh, with my wife Sarah and our dog Pancake. I'm a author, a poet, and a speaker, uh, and I am just happy to be here. I've got a couple of books out. We got another book on the way. Um, I'm a big Orlando Magic fan, so if you're like, man, he seems a little bit sad all the time, that's one of the reasons. Uh, but it's also just kind of part of my personality. Um, yeah, but I, I'm super excited about this podcast. Uh, kind of like like y'all were saying, I'm a little nervous about it though, uh, because oftentimes I don't want to have these kind of conversations where you know, first of all, there can be conflict, and second of all, um, they, they can it can become uncomfortable or I can reveal the things that I actually think that may not be widely accepted by the world, which then could lead to being canceled. Cancel culture. Being canceled. Or, cruci- yeah. or crucified, but I'm, I'm really, I'd much rather not do that. So, yeah. No, um, it's a legitimate fear. I mean, it, it, we, we talked about this. I'm the type of person um, that doesn't like to put a lot of my here's what I believe and here's what I think and this is why you're wrong kind of stuff on uh, either um, a Twitter feed, Facebook, and beyond. Usually what happens is I'm typing something out and then I delete it like three different times because I realize if I do this, like I'm opening a you know a can of worms that I don't really want to go there with certain people. But uh, it, it, it becomes increasingly frustrating, right? Um, especially when we we see so much of this divide that is happening right now, and uh, we wanted to be able to do something about it. And um, so I, I don't know. Well, and what's going to be fascinating with this is that Phil is like thrives on conflict. Love it. Like Love it. he just he just has a box of hand grenades in all conversations, and he's ready to be like, okay, what will what will get this more contentious? I've grown in it a little bit, and part of it is from being friends with Phil. I actually called him the other day and said, Phil, I was the contentious person in the room, and I blame you. I was you. so proud of you, too. Uh, I know. <laughs> I could hear it over the phone. It's like my little boy's growing up. <laughs> I'm older than you, aren't I? We've, we we got a fighter but, on our hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, and then you're like a son to Tanner, me. When we when we broached the topic of saying, hey, what if we had – Hard conversations on a podcast. Tanner was like, oh, do you need a host? Let's move this conversation right along, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, don't, right. Ask, don't ask me what I think. <laughs> but I think that's like, it's kind of important though, is, um, all, you know, all of us in some way or, or another, we're, we're growing and we're becoming, hopefully. And I think for me, like, I am learning to learn how to have those kind of conversations. And I'm learning to be... Uh, I would say, and we'll talk about this a lot throughout the episodes that we have in front of us, is like being bold in our faith of saying, well, if I believe this is what the scripture says, and if I believe this is what Jesus says, then where does this put me? Where does this plant me? And then how do I act, react out of that? Even if it's like, you know, if it's something super, um, I would say maybe like worldly or secular that the world seems to just like accept, but I don't agree with, like, how do I voice that? How do I voice that, the, the thing that I believe is truth, and how do I say that with love, and how do I not become just a sweaty human being, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but like living in this tension, and um, to be honest, I'd rather live not in tension, but just in comfort. Yeah, well, and, it, and I think one thing that I've seen in this 
in a world that's like full of voices, right? You know, we talk about cancel culture. Well, why is cancel culture such a big deal? It's because everyone has a megaphone now. Like it used to be you had to like build an audience. You had to, you know, do a couple of, you know, you had to like have a newspaper. You had to do whatever. Even when the internet started, like at the very least you have to have a blog. And now it's like you can get on Twitter or Facebook and, you know, all of a sudden, anyone who agrees with you, there's the echo chamber building is so, so quick now. And one thing I recognized as I was seeing everything happen is people kept quoting, you know, well, for the sake of the gospel or for, you know, these kinds of things. And I was listening to people try and explain that and say, well, we do this because of the gospel, because of this or that. And, and they keep getting the gospel wrong. Like they keep saying hey, we're going to do this, and we're going to argue this because, you know, the gospel is the most important thing. And I'm like, uh, okay, agreed. I wouldn't agree how you express that. But then it comes back around, and they're like, well, we have to do it this way because, you know, we have to be righteous, or we have to be right, or we have to be. And I'm like, that's not what the gospel is. The gospel is that you couldn't do any of those things, and that Jesus did. And so there's almost this place now where arguments of faith that people say come from a place of gospel-based understanding instead are these arguments of well who's more righteous and who's more right and I think you know as, as we all talked about it one of the things we wanted to say was well what if we took that and said we could have disagreements and still get along. And it's just a beautiful thing, right? It, it, the fact that we are going to have some really hard conversations and <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be a side where you, Ted, are saying, well, this is rooted in the gospel this way. And of course, I'm probably gonna be that guy who's devil's advocate, but also probably maybe thinking about a different idea and, and saying, okay, but have we thought about it from this angle? which is probably a normal conversation you all are having or thinking. And, uh, but we, we really just want to be able to say, okay, learn from each other. I know that I'm going to be wrong, by the way. So put that on the record, right? So if, uh, I know that I'm, I might be coming hard at times. Oh, we already knew that. We already knew that, Phil. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, we're already keeping score right now. But the coolest part is we're going to be able to demonstrate um, our love for one another, friendship, um, how important it is to be able to have conversations like this rather than putting them out with uh, characters on the interwebs, you know, and putting stuff on um, threads, whatever that might be. Like, we want to show and demonstrate what that conversation might be looking like where there's reconciliation, forgiveness, love, and saying, hey, I learned something today. I think one of my favorite yeah. things about podcasts with, you know, a couple of different people on there is even if there's like a Venn diagram of us, of us, of the three of us, there's a lot of things in that center. But also there's a lot of like different like backgrounds, um, ideas, things that we've gone through, uh, different kind of, uh, I guess, like traumas and growth points that we all have in our past. Um, and I know like before we were talking about this, like, you know, I grew up in Orlando, Phil grew up in Chicago and Ted grew up in Houston, right? So we have these like three different backgrounds in us. How do you guys think like, uh, your childhood is going to play a part into these conversations. Cause I think that's a big thing that we 
maybe don't talk about when we hear somebody say this or come from this viewpoint? I think for me, part of that is like, as I grow up, it's realizing two things. It's saying, okay, what have I taken for granted for a long time? You know, what did I grow up with that I just assumed that's what everyone had? But um, on the flip side, it's looking and saying what cemented in me that it's learning the difference between what is an opinion that I've I've built and formulated and what is something that is, I don't know if truth or, you know, learning, learning how to get past my own opinions and say, oh, is that my opinion or is that something that's true? And I think for me, growing up where I did and, and be in Houston, you know, Houston is now the most diverse city in the U.S. and I grew up in and oil executive community like literally was built for oil executives in the 70s and so i've had to learn okay what does what does that mean that you know i had incredible friends and some great folks and i didn't realize how blessed the community i lived in was until i started paying rent on my first apartment and i was like oh like these people had money and I saw great examples of that. I saw people who had money and would give it away and take care of others and do some really incredible things. And then I saw, on the flip side, people who, you know, they had money and then all they wanted was more money. And so it's it's this strange place of being like, I know the things I've grown up with. And, and I think that's been my challenge is looking for outside sources to kind of challenge me on where I've been or where I'm going. And and I think that's that's been a big part of my growth process is saying I don't have it all right. And can I sit back and be uncomfortable for a minute to say, oh, I didn't look at it from that angle or I didn't think about it in this way. When did that come to you? Like where do you have that self-realization? <sighs> Yesterday. Um <laughs> It's a long look in the mirror. It's about time. No, I think getting married helped because immediately it doesn't matter what you're, you know, what you're doing before you're married. Once you get married, you immediately realize how selfish you are. And so having to explain my opinion so deeply to someone was very helpful. I think failure too was a big help in that, especially as I was you know, post-college where it was like, I was, I was learning more and more what it meant to be on my own and be my own person. And just some, some major failures of like, and they, you know, they weren't anything crazy. Just I messed this thing up or that thing up and learning like, Oh, I, I don't get it right every time. And you know, the worst thing to pray for, there are a few things, but one of the worst is humility. Cause when you pray, Lord, give me humility. He doesn't just go like, you know, like an ice cream cone of humility. Like, you know, here's a scoop. There you go, buddy. No, he gives you things that either give you a chance to be humble or humble you. And I, as a high extrovert, I've run my mouth in some very stupid situations and been very humbled. And that's why we're doing a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're just going to find ways to humble Ted. That's the background, actually, you know, of this. Um, well... Phil, you know, one, one thing I remember was, so I have a pretty high empathy quotient. The problem is when I'm just done with something, that disappears. And 
that empathy quotient flips over from like, hey, I can understand where you are, I can be with you in that, to I can read your insecurities, I can understand where it is, and it becomes, for me, like comedy. Like I can, I can make other people laugh at your plight. And there have been a few times in my life where that has happened. Um, we just refer to it in the house as going dark side. And that's the thing like I have to fight is like, I have to, even if, and it's, it happens when I think people are attacking others or I think they're wrong. And just if they've, if they get to a point like they're this, when I was, especially when I was younger, I can pick up on it now quicker and kind of just sit back and try and stay quiet. But I would just lock in and be like, I go from like, man, I really care about how, what I say, affecting people and those kinds of things to, I just don't care. And when I just stop caring, that's bad news. Because what I'm going to do is you can keep arguing whatever you want, but whatever room we're in, everyone's going to be laughing because I'm going to be picking apart your argument and I'm going to be using like comedic timing and you know, those kinds of things. And so what I've learned in my own life is saying I have to avoid that at all costs. I have to care. I have to stay connected and I have to be open to saying, I don't have to defend my viewpoint to the end. Like, especially if I hold something to be true, that doesn't mean I have to defend it until I'm right. But I could sit back and listen and say, even if we don't hold the same viewpoint, I don't, if I believe something to be true, I don't I don't have to defend it until I'm blue in the face. You know, I can I can hear your point of view and still be at peace with who I am. So it shows me that as we are going about this podcast, um, we might see dark side Ted, but you're you're gonna be fighting through that, right? At the end of every episode, we're just gonna have dark side Ted go off for five minutes. Just show up. Exactly. Great. Exactly. I, I think I want a little bit of dark no. side Ted. You know, just uh Stir it up no. a little bit because I'm ready to combat the dark side with the Phil side, which I don't know. It's, it's a great question that you, you asked, Tanner. It plays so much into probably how I think, how I interact, how I speak, and who I am. A little bit about myself, as you guys already alluded, like challenge. Let's, let's talk about challenge. Let's talk about things that are hard because – that was part of my upbringing was I was part of a family that didn't want to talk about the hard things. And I, I just never understood why we didn't talk about that because everyone would suppress their feelings, not talk about that. And then later on, like a family get together, everyone would just blow up. It's like, we didn't have to get here. Um, the other thing is, uh, I've, this is the bad side of me, right? Here's dark, dark Phil, right? I'm always, wanting to be that guy that plays devil's advocate. So if you have a strong stance on something, you better believe I'm going to come from the other end just to make you think about that because I just really want you to just say more. Be yourself about whatever the issue that you hold. And I I can tell you there were moments in my friendship with Phil where when we first knew each other, we were living in apartments across the street from each other. And I would come back from hanging out with Phil and I would look at my wife and I'd go, I'm pretty sure he just argued with me because he wanted to argue with me. Like, I don't, I don't 100%. actually hold, that, was fun held that viewpoint. The worst is you were beating me at FIFA while it was happening. 
How are you wired? Well, I think it just comes from like the different landscapes that I come from, from Chicago, then moving to uh, North Carolina, to St. Louis, Florida, now I'm in Nashville. They're just different areas where I remember when I was in Chicago, everyone was blue, right? In, in terms of just being Democrat, if you came out as a Republican, came out the closet, like you were probably gonna be bullied. So I, I didn't really want to do that yet because I wanted people to still like me and be friends with me. But then when I moved to North Carolina and everyone was like, oh, you're you're one of those damn Yankees, you know, you come from the North and uh, you're probably one of those Barack Obama lovers. I'm like, well, yeah, I am just because I wanted- well- let me let me interject, Phil, that you are a Yankee. Like that's that's not up for debate. That's just true. Well, whatever. It's you Southerners just wanting to talk about I don't know Southern stuff. I, I never knew that was like a term. Like calling me a damn Yankee. <laughs> you look confused right now, Ted. No, Phil. You live north of the Red River. Like I'm. I'm not confused. Okay. I know what you are. Okay, we're not going to get into that. That's right another now. episode. But. <laughs> The point, the point that I'm trying to get at was if you're coming at me from one extreme angle, I'm going to pretend like, or maybe I am on the other side because I just really want to rally up the conversation. So here I am. This is my flaws. Accept me for we'll who take I it. Am. Phil, how has that worked with people like you've just met? Like, have you, do you still do that? Like if, if you're in that situation or do you feel like you've kind of taken it and gone, okay, how do I have conversations with people that may not know this about me or do you just go screw it i'm gonna be that guy yeah no like i do care about people <laughs> let it let it be known you guys you, let it be you known. need you need a sign that just hangs around when you're at like a conference or something that says listen i really do care about people but you're wrong <laughs> i really do care about people it's gonna if if i have some relationship capital with you I'm probably going to go to the other side because we have built a friendship. We have built a trust. And I think, and I think you knew this, Ted, when we started having these conversations that um, in all reality, like I love you, you love me. <laughs> Sorry. We're a happy with a great and, and, and this podcast is just going downhill. I just think it, it was important for us to be able to talk about those extremes because when the real conversations happen, it almost, we, we've, we thought through this a whole lot more. So, but do you do it with new people? No, absolutely just, not. I mean, I ask them okay. questions and I, I really want to be a great question asker and like, Hey, tell me what you really mean when you say this. And I think the art of it is more so listening than anything else because they'll give you an opportunity to talk, but no, I don't come off strong that way. It's not worth it. And I think like, you know, you have to be bad at something before you can be good at it. So probably when you all met, uh, Phil, you were just letting letting questions fly. And, and Ted was like, uh, no, 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 no. Because I've had friends like that too, where they'll just like berate me with questions. And I'm like, I don't even think we know like each other's favorite food. Like, I'm not sure we should be doing this just yet. Like, let's just take a little bit of time here. Well, and I think that that brings a good point too, because a lot of this is based on relationships. Right, the the fact that we could even s sit here and say like, mm -hmm. "Hey, is it even worth us doing a podcast?" You know, in in a world where everyone's like, "I've got a podcast," why why did we think this was important? And and part of it was, 
we wanted to look and say, hey, relationships can still exist in disagreement, in frustration, when someone asks you a stupid leading question that they don't really believe, but they want to make you mad. Phil. Uh, But I I think what I see here, too, is, is the purpose of being able to sit down and do this and the way I see the three of us working is that, Phil, you do make people think, right? And I think that's that's something that we struggle with today is we, we want to be emotional about things. And that emotional response isn't always gut checked. Like, that is something that I find more and more as a pastor, I keep talking about tension to say, hey, we, we got to hold things in tension. And so my emotions should, there should be questions. Just because I feel something doesn't make it right. And Phil, you do a great job that if someone gets real emotional, and I don't mean, don't hear that as like, oh, you're so emotional. But we we all get it's true though. connected to our feelings about things, you jerk. Like, we all get connected to certain things and it's really healthy to have someone who steps out and says, Hey, but what, you know, what's, is that true? Or are you just angry? I had a friend, uh, talking, we were talking about emotions once and, and he and I are both very emotional people. I don't know if I've mentioned <laughs> that I'm a poet. You did actually. So he's talking about emotions and basically what he was saying is, uh, like thinking about like the emotions don't drive the car, but they're also not in the trunk. Right. They have a place in there, yeah, but they're yeah. not the ones that like take control and lead you forward. Like that's probably what love and truth do. Uh, whereas, but they're like, they're probably like middle seat in the back. You know, like they are right there, part of everything, still moving forward. And you hear what they have to say and you talk about them. But like they're not the ones who say, this is where you go right. This is when you go left. I was really blessed. My mom one time had, she's like, hey, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. And so finally I did. And um, I work with my brother. He's my teammate in our church plant. And it's this book called Rare Leadership. And these guys do a great job and they take leadership and they break it down into saying, uh, they they use this great combination of like brain chemistry, like what's actually happening as you experience hard situations and relational life. And one thing I really like about it is I can now pick up on when my brain chemistry, like when, when I'm getting, when emotions start taking over on a subject, like I can feel it. Like I can feel where those chemicals are firing in my brain. And I think it's fascinating because I know people want to be like, Oh no, we're these, they, they want to separate like this physical and spiritual idea. But I love an outlook that says, no, like the physical and the spiritual are deeply intertwined. So yeah, all the, all the things firing off in my brain that are like chemical reactions and like, well, that's, that, that doesn't mean it's not emotion. That doesn't mean it's not those things. And I think what I've seen, and I don't know about you guys just scrolling social media and stuff. If it's something of like a public freak out now, I just scroll past it. Because I just can't handle right now people losing their brains over certain things. Uh, you know, be it 
mask mandates or, um, you know, the opposite people not wearing masks. There's just so little compassion for each other. And I can feel then, you know, you know those emotions as they're ratcheting up and you watch them happening in someone else. And you just go, I, I, like, I just don't have time for this. I don't, I don't want to do this. And but here's the reality: people are going to have emotions, right? And right, that's still going to be there. So, how do we converse through those emotions? Yeah, and 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 really come alongside people in a way that they feel heard, loved, and seen. Um, Tanner, you say that all the time to me, and that really resonates even more and more. And so, like. It's important. It's important how we address those things and we have those conversations with others. You know, the best way is probably not to be able to post things on social media or to respond to it, but maybe there's even better ways of doing that that is going to be healthier as well. Like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Solution and solve. There we go. Well, and I think discussions too around talking with people about saying, I know I've heard from people on both sides who say, well, you know, I've really policed my social media and I've tried not to post things, but my friends on the other side, they keep posting. And what if I don't post does that? Does that mean I don't believe something? And, and they're very real struggles that people are having around saying, well, if I don't say something and Phil, I think back to, you know, you, like you said earlier, like you do a very good job of kind of policing your social media and going, what am I interacting with? What am I not? And there was something like six months ago, maybe even a year ago. It, time is very relative now. I don't, you know, was it yesterday or was it 2020? Sure. I don't know. But you, you posted, there was a um, a famous Christian author who's very famously kind of on one side of the discussion. Yep. And I forget what he had posted about. But you posted something kind of in the contrary, saying like, and it wasn't it like, and I knowing you, I read it. I was like, this is the, like, this is even peak Phil. Yeah, exactly. Like he's being he's being very nice. Like I had a downfall. I had, it was a long <laughs> I posted something on the internet, and I regret everything. And but but you definitely, yeah, I, I basically made the comment. I said, so and so, you are better than that. And then all of a sudden. I got wrecked with yeah. people just coming after but me. But not canceled, like, oh, here which we is go. why you're on the podcast. Not canceled not because canceled. I'm not famous. So, exactly. Well, and that, but that was like this this moment of what you were saying was true in that the guy took a cheap shot. But the problem was he took a cheap shot that his audience was eating up. And that's something I see happening a lot now from both sides of we'll we'll just take where i spend most of my life which is you know in in the faith like you have a very progressive liberal christianity you have a very conservative fundamental christianity and to me i feel like in our country like they're more alike than they are different because basically they're they're pandering to this common denominator on each side and both have built like this moral code that if you don't live up to it you're not saved. And to me, that goes back to the grace argument like we were talking about earlier, which says, hey, like, that's not how salvation works. And we've built now this idea that 
especially in conversations of faith, you can be canceled and that canceling then brings into question the centrality of your faith. Like, oh, if you believe this, well, then you obviously are a heartless person. Or if you believe that, then you are a heretic. Or if you voted for this person or if you follow this person, right, then you're done. And the thing is also with these different public figures and or these different stances where you're taking a position, whether that's far left or far right, that's the kind of stuff that gets retweets and or, you know, if it's hate right. mail or whatnot or sells even books. So when you put yourself yeah. out there in that way, because you're that controversial, that polarizing one way or the other, people want you to speak more, say more, write more about that. Right. And sure, maybe that is a stream of income for some of those people. And and honestly, I think even with some of the conversations that we're about to have, I really think that we're, we're trying to bring things even closer together. Right. And um, mm -hmm. probably it's not going to be a great marketing scheme because I don't know if we're going to get any speaking events or books made out of this. Um, and you know what? And that's OK. Um, we just really want to be able to demonstrate maybe what those conversations might look like. Um, real time, real space with um, issues that are happening, current events. We want to be able to talk about them, discuss them, and learn from one another with them. So, um, I, I'm I'm pretty pumped about this. What what type of things are we talking about, guys? Like, what do you guys want to talk about? We jotted down a list a little while ago, and we threw down things like information and misinformation, purity culture, vaccines, masks, how to love your neighbor, the pandemic. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Not until about two years ago, really, really came on the scene strong. Yeah, and I and I think like uh, even along with what like the idea for the podcast is, it'll continue to change based on what's happening in the world, right? And like what continues to happen in our own lives as well. And so I think the conversation, like we have limitless like things to discuss and to talk about. Um, but I'm excited to get this podcast rolling and for us to uh, to make a couple of mistakes for the public to see. True, and I, I am scared. I am scared of that. Full disclosure, I think we all are. If we do make one statement, one thing, put it out there, and like, are we gonna get slammed? Um, yeah, it's it's a reality. Yeah, but I think it's also important. It's like someone needs to be having these conversations too. Absolutely. And not and like it doesn't mean like we're the people to do it, but I think it's important for us to have these conversations as friends. And uh, I know one of the things that I get from listening to other people's podcasts is is it can then become that conversation starter. Right. in other areas like one of the reasons why when i do poetry events i'll talk about mental health is because i know that there's a parent there who has a child who struggles with depression and that's an easy way to bring it up with them later on well i heard this poet say this what do you think yeah. about that and what we yeah, can talk mm -hmm. about we can talk about you know mass vaccines and purity culture and you can bring that up to somebody and they'll say oh i heard them say this what do you think about that and it's like we can become uh, their excuse to say let's talk about this hard thing because uh, I think if we're having these hard conversations, it's going to move things along. And like it's going to create, hopefully, positive change that is fueled by grace and understanding. Like you were saying, Phil, I, I don't I don't know if I deeply care about, you know, if this podcast ever monetizes or anything like that. Like, you know, if some mattress company wants to give us all free mattresses, like I'm down with that. But my hope would be that people don't necessarily have to agree or disagree with us, but that they would then 
feel enabled to to have conversations with friends with family but but for the goal of growing relationship and not uh, i've i've watched it i've watched relationships be destroyed right now because people just don't know how to communicate together they don't know how to have conversations and i don't think we necessarily have the perfect formula but that's why i'm excited about this is it's going to be like watch us experiment in real time yeah like i'm worried but i feel like at some point we're gonna have to publish a phone call that one of us has with the other like off the podcast to be like hey sorry i went too hard on that thing and you know i hurt your feelings and it'll be tanner to phil because we know we know that you know tanner's just gonna break phil's heart here at some point and it's coming. Everyone loves a good public apology. Yeah, and it, it who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, excited to be able to just demonstrate what this might look like. We're not experts. We're friends. Um, friends first. That friend. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> can that, that please be in the, in the tag? No, I take it back. I immediately. I immediately. This is my first. This is my first regret on the. Everyday podcast. elephants, friends, friend spurts discussing oh, our topic. Well, and, I take it back. And kind of what we want to do too is, if you're listening to this, and and if you have someone you know you're discussing with, like, we want to leave you with some you know something to kind of chew on. So I think with this first podcast, the question would be, do you have those people in your life who you can have safe conversations with, and disagree with? Like, do you have those people in your life who can step in and, yeah, you know, help sharpen? And, and if not, yeah. Phil would love to be that person yeah. for you. Totally. Yeah, Phil, listen, we'll, we'll just put his phone number on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Phil will ask you hard questions. So thanks for listening to the first episode. If you would go ahead, uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, and we will have a new episode out in the next couple of weeks for you to listen to. Uh, but thanks for joining us. I, I'm Tanner. I'm Phil. I'm Ted. And this was our everyday elephant. Friends, Friends, <laughs> <laughs>